0: 90% Conversational of
1: the I, didn't see I think a real game change. the marketing automation discussion.
0: Hello and welcome to the marketing automation discussion. I'm your host, Benjamin Bowman. Today we talk to Brady Cassidy. He is the co-founder at Rewardful, an affiliate and referral management platform for SaaS companies. Brady is one of the most insightful marketers that I've had a chance to chat with, and he shares a real wealth of information on how to start and scale your affiliate and referral program. We discuss the different programs for affiliates and referrals, scalable ways to find partners, the routine that your partner manager could follow, and what would be the key metrics for measuring the performance of your referral and affiliate activities. With that said, Enjoy the episode. Hey, Brady, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So just before we get into the piece, do you mind telling us a little bit about your background and what you're doing currently?
1: Yeah, so I've been building high growth venture funded startups for the past seven years I've led growth teams and product teams, creating hundreds of millions of dollars in enterprise value. Currently, I co-founded Rewardful in 2017. It's an affiliate and referral marketing software for SaaS and subscription revenue.
0: Yeah, perfect. So for today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit more about referral and affiliate programs. Do you mind defining these two terms and how would you see them differently? for example?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we often hear people using the terms affiliate and referral interchangeably, but we view them as very different and distinct things. So the most common program types that we see are referral programs, affiliate programs, influencer programs, and partner programs. And to sort of walk you through how we distinguish between the different types, referral programs are often you know, called customer referral programs, refer friend programs, They often live inside your app. They don't need a separate login portal for them to access their link, their stats, their rewards, or anything like that. Customers are often automatically enrolled on signup rather than them having to join separately. Where these programs usually make the most sense is once you're past a thousand customers or users. They can definitely work earlier on in your business lifecycle, but it'll be pretty incremental up until about that point. Now, there are exceptions to this for sure. If your company has built-in network effects or your product has network effects, it's a different game and it can definitely work earlier on. With referral programs, they're typically more of a a one-to-one referral unless you have an influential customer base or or market. So, you know, if you're in the online courses space or an influencer software or things like that, then your customers can have quite a bit of influence and be able to have a, a pretty meaningful impact. The rewards with these programs, they're they're typically credits or something custom, sometimes gift cards or cash. The one thing about customer referral programs is the rewards typically don't need to be as lucrative as other program types because they're already passionate about what you do and the problems that you solve. In terms of affiliate programs, they're a little bit different in that they are often open to non-customers as well. In terms of the technical differences, they, they need a separate login portal to access their link, their stats, and their rewards. You can structure these programs to be either public or private. In terms of the, the ideal start time for an affiliate program, it can be a lot earlier than referral programs. We see companies having success with these you know, right from inception, but we also see companies layer, layer them on later in, in their business lifecycle as well. The nice thing about affiliate programs is they're is there more of a, a one-to-many they have they have a lot more leverage than customer referral programs. The rewards are typically done in in cash, often as a percentage of the referred revenue or or a fixed amount. in terms of the reward structures that we see on our platform, the average is is thirty three percent and and the most common we see is is thirty thirty percent.
0: So you mean the rewards that you give the affiliate partners is thirty three percent on average?
1: yeah, exactly so now keep now keep in mind that this is from our data and we typically deal with SaaS and subscription businesses where where their margins are a lot higher. Obviously for e-commerce and, and one-time purchases like that, their margins, you know, don't don't support a 30% commission. But in the SaaS and subscription space, that's typically what we're seeing right now.
0: Fantastic. And just curious, can these kinds of programs help with any other objectives? as part of the funnel as a whole.
1: Yeah, for sure. We see people running on, you know, these type of programs for basically any type of objective. Now, one thing to consider is whether or not those objectives are are gameable just from like a fraud monitoring perspective. So but we see people running them for for leads or you know contests or all sorts of different things. What we recommend, though, is, is is to align it with revenue and, and generate commissions when people send you essentially paying customers. That way, it's, it's not as gameable. But I mean, in, in theory, you can run it for basically anything out there.
0: And what are some common mistakes people make here or things that they get wrong?
1: Yeah, so it, it's different for for different program types. But uh, we see a lot of people coming in with, with a mindset of, you know, we, we can just set up this affiliate or referral program and sort of set it and forget it is probably the the most common reason for failure that we see rather than people building it up as a as a strategic and proactive channel.
0: Okay. So when you're thinking about starting a affiliate program, where would you start and how would you go about it?
1: Yeah. So obviously the the first thing is is find, you know, decide, like a build versus buy decision and going through that. Um, and then deciding, obviously, and implementing a, a platform or, or getting your team to build it. And then, essentially, you can you should think about it how you you on like you set up your own onboarding for your own customers. So you'll want to put affiliate onboarding or, or referral onboarding into in place. You'll want to set up all your tooling for that. And then the next big thing is is starting to recruit your affiliate and referral partners. And then once, you know, you, you recruit them, you'll, you'll want to onboard them and activate them and keep them engaged and then continue to obviously monitor your, your metrics and KPIs and, you know, r- refine and, and improve your program over time.
0: How would you make sure that your affiliate program is competitive and interesting in the market? Would you, you know, just look at the average percentages and try and base it off the industry benchmark or would you research it a different way?
1: Yeah. So the, the first thing I, w- I would think about is who you're going to be using to essentially tap into affiliate or referral marketing. If you're going to be using your your own customer base, typically you can offer a, a lower percent because, like I mentioned, they're they're passionate what you what you do. You don't have to worry too much about competition, you know, when it's customer referral programs uh, because they've already chosen you for other reasons. But once you get into the the affiliate side of things, you should definitely look at what other competitors or, or other other folks in the market are, are offering. You also need to consider, you know, the, the margins of your product. You know, do you have a service component? Like what, what are the other aspects you have and, and what, what are your margins at the end of the day? And then you need to consider, you know, whether you want it to be, you know, recurring one time or, you know, for, for some period of, of time.
0: Great. So you've done some research and you put some parameters on it saying, you know, this much percentage and who you're going to target how would you then go about recruiting your affiliate partners for example
1: yeah no great question this is the biggest thing where we see companies you know fail it's the biggest failure point by far for referral programs i'll, I'll walk through that first the key here is really engaging your your customers at key moments in the customer journey and and where these are are, are you know the moments where think about the moments where they're most excited think about your aha moments you know, in, in, in your customer journey. And then there's the, the other little touch points like your transactional emails, your invoices, your receipts, in our case, new commission emails, and even mentioning it in your, your email footer and your communication with your, your customers. In terms of affiliate programs, this, one, this one's a little bit more involved, but you, reaching out to your, your network and friends, relevant bloggers or journalists in your industry Owners or moderators of relevant Facebook, Slack, LinkedIn groups, uh, complementary solutions for cross promotions, and, and relevant newsletters. Now, that, that all sounds you know nice at, at a high level, but you know how, how how do we really do this? Some ways to get a little bit more tactical with this is to run the backlinks of competitors or alternatives or complementary solutions to, to search in Google, in Google or or other you know networks to you know find find people that are ranking for for relevant terms uh, that your business wants to rank for the nice thing with this is that if, if you if you can build a you know a relationship with those folks and, and get them as an affiliate you can essentially piggyback on their SEO for for hard to rank terms uh, so that that can be a big win so, some little uh, hidden gems that that you can tap into are using tools like ahrefs you can run a site's backlinks, so run one of your competitors' backlinks, for example, and then you can, you can use their, their filtering, and you filter by the user-generated content or filter by the sponsored content or just filter by the content itself, and you can often find lots of interesting opportunities in there. Another tool that is, is pretty interesting to look into that's, I guess, a bit lesser known is SpyFu. You can run the backlinks in, in a similar way, and then they have a filter, if, if you look on the left-hand side, that says, has affiliate links. What's interesting with this approach is that you can find people that are already being affiliates. They're a lot easier to engage and tap into, and you know they, they know how that affiliate relationship works. So uh, they're usually you know, excited to participate in your program, and, and they're often looking for a way to monetize their audience as well. and. Since this is you know one of the the biggest pain points that that we see in in, in people running programs, you know we figured that there had to be a better way, and so we've we've been working hard over the last while to build an affiliate finder ourselves right into Rewardful's platform, and it's it's the first of its its kind in the in the market. And, And what it allows you to do is enter relevant keywords, your competitor names, and things like that to find essentially surface affiliates and their contact information. And then it will prioritize them based on the Alexa rank and backlinks and things like that. So that you, you can, you know, understand who, who can have the biggest impact on on your program and manage them in, you know, different prospect lists and things like that. And this is a very different approach than, you know, plugging into one of the, the more traditional marketplaces. You know we, we see people coming to us from platforms that are that are marketplaces all the time, and you know they're they're often disappointed when when they plug into those platforms and find that the quality of affiliates is you know just isn't quite there with tools like you know the three that I mentioned here, you can be a lot more proactive about building out your program and ensuring the success typically your your best affiliates you know don't just come to you inbound you usually have to find them and go to, go to them
0: yeah makes sense how often would you suggest that people do these types of scans would you suggest monthly quarterly anything like that
1: yeah no it's a good question a lot of it's i would do a lot of the heavy lifting up front obviously you know the more you do the the more yield you're you're going to get out of your program but you know a lot a lot of this is a bit of the grunt work to get your affiliate program off off the ground initially one thing i i will note as well is that affiliates is, you know, a quality over, over quantity. One super affiliate can completely change your business, whereas referrals is, is more of a quantity game. But yeah, you'll de- definitely, the, the majority of the the work building this up will, will be up front. But obviously, if you do it on an ongoing basis, you know, you, you're going to get more yield from it. And further to that, like, companies we've seen that hire a dedicated resource where it's, it's in someone's, you know, job or, 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 role description to basically build and manage their, their affiliate program. Every single time we, we've seen them have a lot of success. The biggest failure point, like I mentioned, is, is people not building this up like uh, a strategic and proactive uh, channel.
0: Very interesting. How do you suggest people reach out to these affiliates or potential affiliates?
1: Yeah. So it's good to think about it like you think about cold email. Now, it depends upon who, who, who you're approaching. Now, if you're reaching out to someone who's a professional affiliate, obviously you can be a little bit more direct with them. If you're approaching someone that's, that's very influential and, and they're getting tons of messages all the time, uh, you're going to have to be a little bit more strategic with it. Often, you, you, know, you can reach out to them and, and ask them, for feedback on something you're working on, you'll often, you know, for, for influential folks, you'll often have to, you know, get on a call or or maybe you send a, a video or a recording or something that takes a lot more effort, obviously, than just a, a simple cold email to start that relationship. And then later, once you've you've established a bit of that relationship and trust, you know, you you can put the ask out there a little bit more. But you need to consider, you know, their perspective as well you know, they they don't want to, you know, their reputation is at stake. They don't want to be promoting something that is, you know, subpar. You still have to have, you know, a a great product, great solution if they're going to be putting in front of their audience and putting their reputation at risk.
0: Right. Would you, for the average affiliate prospect, would you recommend going for a, you know, a direct sale approach or direct closing approach where you you know, mass email using something like Lemlist to reach out, and then just suggest, "Hey, we have this affiliate program. Would you be interested?" Or do you need to create a pipeline of, of conversations, even for the smaller ones?
1: Yeah, for for the smaller ones, I think you can be you can be more direct. Where yeah, you, you know, you maybe you build up a list with Rewardful's affiliate finder, and you know, you you port it into Lemlist and and and. Essentially, run them through sequence. You definitely can do that, but for the for the ones that have a, a huge audience, I, w- I would be a lot more strategic with because, like I mentioned, it's it's a quality over quantity game. You know, a lot a lot of the mid tier and, and low tier affiliates are you know they'll still they'll still drive you know a lot a lot of business for you, but the big ones are, are really going to be key to the success of, of your business.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Once you've recruited these affiliates how do you suggest people go about activating them
1: yeah so like i mentioned a little bit earlier is that you should think about onboarding your affiliates the same way that you think about onboarding customers to, to your app and so the first thing is is a welcome series and so in say that first email you know you're going to want to welcome them to the program you want to provide them with their link so they have that you know readily available. They don't have to log into their dashboard, include any, you know, special information they, they should know about the program, the terms, and, and, and overall just, you know, get them excited about participating in the program. Probably in, a, in a ne- the next email, you'll, you'll want to start to provide some swipe copy for them. So this could be, you know, pre-written messages, pre-written tweets, things like that uh, to reduce the, the creative friction and help control the messaging for your business it makes it real simple for them to, to share it. And then the other the other thing that's, that's really helpful to provide is to start to seed ideas on, on how to promote you. So, you know, you could recommend for them to write a blog post on, which is like a review of, of your business or your solution, you know, a, a competitor comparison article, a video, a, a podcast. There's tons of different ideas, but if you, if you seed the ideas for them, it, it helps helps remove that creative friction and, and gets them get, gets them going in that direction. After that, it's helpful to make sure that you provide ongoing updates. So you'll want to you know connect like an email uh, platform to your, to your affiliate platform just to make sure that you can stay in touch with your affiliates and keep them you know, up, to, up to date on all your product launches, things like that and, and what's changed in the business. Uh, so that they always have fresh content to share with their audience and one thing that that we find is is really helpful is also providing your affiliates with non-transactional content rather than them always saying to their audience buy now buy now buy now you know providing you know value whether it's like you know educational blog posts or white papers or or things like that is often helpful
0: just thinking have you noticed any people in the space leverage you know, Facebook groups or maybe even a LinkedIn group to great effect at retaining or activating their affiliates over time?
1: Yeah, we, we've seen it more, more commonly in, in customer referral programs than affiliate programs in them creating a, a community. Now, some, some companies, you know, build this out. I think you see it quite a bit with companies like ClickFunnels. They build a lot of hype around, you know, a lot of the things they do with, with their program. But in general, we, we haven't seen a lot of that, but it, it would be something that's interesting to experiment with for sure.
0: Yeah, gotcha. What would you say are some of the key metrics to be measuring here to know the effectiveness of the overall program? So for example, would you be keeping a tally on the, the monthly number of affiliates and the the monthly number of referrals and how many people they've introduced and so on?
1: Yeah, for sure. So ultimately it, it depends upon what, what the goals of your affiliate or referral program are. In most cases that, that we see, it's it's driving revenue and, and it's usually uh, the best approach because a lot of other approaches are gameable and in a variety of different ways, but obviously revenue is a lot more legitimate. The other thing is, is keeping an eye on your number of active affiliates and you know, the key word there is active so you, you want to make sure that your your affiliates are actually active and and you're not just accumulating a bunch of dormant affiliates in, in your program. And then it, it's good to to look through these active affiliates and look at their their visitors' leads and conversions, KPIs. this This will help you understand, you know w- which affiliates have an audience that is you know the the best fit for you. So we often see, you know, a lot of affiliates that are driving a lot of visitors, you know, and, and maybe even some leads are sign, signing up for free trials, but, you know, none of them are converting to paid. And so you, you think about it, how you think about your marketing channels and w- which of them are driving conversions at the end of the day. And that helps you understand who to work more closely with. So, you know, you might do, you know, partner webinars and things like that with with some of your top affiliates to tap into the, you know, their, their audience a lot more.
0: I suppose you could also see who's doing really well and try and share their approaches with the rest of the database as well I suppose.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It would also be interesting to know do you sometimes see affiliates who are driving a lot of traffic and getting no, very little conversions and swoop down and see what they're doing wrong or well, that rarely happens.
1: Yeah, no for sure. There's actually a huge a huge variance. It's it's very interesting you know, there's some affiliates that are, you know, in, in the top three or top five of, of sending traffic They're sending thousands of visitors and, you know, a portion, but a, a lower proportion of them are signing up for, you know, free trials and things like that. And, and they're just ultimately not converting to, to paid customers. And so it, it's definitely good to like dive in and, and try to unpack that as much as you can and understand, you know, is it is the audience not relevant or you know is is there something else going on here is it a fixable problem or it's just you know kind of not a an affiliate product fit fantastic i
0: feel like we've got the main structure of of the program down what would you see then as a monthly routine to keep all of it going
1: so it's it's good to think about the channel like seo a lot of people think think about it more similar to pay-per-click, CPA, marketing, where, where it's a more immediate, but it's, it's better to think about the channel like SEO. It takes some time and, and effort to get it off the ground, but the results begin to compound and grow. With affiliate programs, you should give it at least six to 12 months uh, when experimenting with, with the channel. But the, the one thing I can tell you is that if, if you nail affiliate recruitment, your program will be successful. So, after getting your, your program set up, focus very heavily on, on this component. And as I mentioned before, you, you, you get out what you put in. If you just set it up and, and toss a, a link in, in your footer and, and that's it, you're essentially rolling the dice and gambling on, on the channel's success. We, we have had very interesting stories where, you know, Transistor is a good example where they, they you know, just put a, a link in their footer and all of a sudden they logged in one day and, and seen, you know, they're making an extraordinary amount of revenue from from the channel. But, you know, it it, it is a gamble if, if you go that approach. If you want to obviously have the highest chance of success, you need to build it out as a, as a strategic channel using a lot of the affiliate recruitment tips that we went over earlier. And also, you know, having someone that's dedicated to, to this channel is, is very helpful. Uh, someone that's thinking about this, someone that who's ensuring the success of of your affiliate partners and working more closely with them is extremely helpful if you have the resources to do so. Every company we've seen that has hired an affiliate manager has has been successful with the channel. Now, that's not to say that that's going to happen 100% of the time, because I don't know if that's a cause or an effect.
0: So for the person who manages the affiliate program, do you have a set of suggested activities that they do on a monthly basis, for example?
1: Yeah, so it, obviously I would check the, the reports, you know, the reporting as, as one of the first things to just just like, you know, it's good to think about it like, like you do it with, with your marketing. Look, look at the analytics, try to find what, you know, the, the highest, lowest hanging fruit are, what are the potential opportunities and, and then prioritize it like that. We, we see a, a lot of affiliate managers spending a huge portion of their time finding and recruiting affiliates. In addition to that, nurturing some of the relationships, managing you know their, their payouts and things like that, and then creating content with their affiliate partners to reduce that creative friction and tapping into their audience now, especially because like a lot of the biggest affiliates in your space, they, they're obviously very busy. They got a million other things going on. So is, is if the easier you can make it for, for them to share you with their audience, the more likely and, and you know they're gonna do it and and the more frequently they're gonna do it.
0: Perfect. So we have a really clear structure on how to set up and design your affiliate program, then how to go about recruiting and activating your affiliates, and then finally, we we covered a lot on how to keep that going in terms of a monthly routine and getting somebody on as a dedicated resource to manage that program. Really appreciate your time on this, Brady, sharing this with us. If people want to connect with you and learn more, what's the best way?
1: Yeah, you you, you can find us at getrewardful.com, mm-hmm. or or obviously just searching Rewardful. Or connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter uh, by searching for Brady Cassidy. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me.